Feeling overwhelmed, living, loving, training, working with your dog is really, really normal. Whether you've got an eight-week-old puppy or an 18-year-old adult dog, it really doesn't matter. Overwhelm is part of being human. But there are some things that we can do to help, and that's what we're going to get into today. Enjoy! Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals, and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hi there, welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. And today we're going to be talking about overwhelm, the overwhelm that you might have when you have a new puppy, a new rehome dog, or a dog that you've been living with for a long time, but you just generally feel quite overwhelmed knowing how to train them or how to help them feel better about the world, or maybe make yourself feel better about the world when you're with them. Last episode, we mentioned that moment, and that was in relation to puppies, and that moment was oh my goodness, I've suddenly, I've brought home this amazing puppy, they're super cute, and I've suddenly had that moment where I've thought, ah, this is actually quite a lot, this is quite overwhelming, and I don't know if I've made the right decision, maybe, I don't know if I can do this, I feel (laughs) ill-equipped. You're not alone, Um, we just completed a five-day puppy training challenge at Paws Up Dogs with lots of people from all over the world, and I think overwhelm was one of the most commonly used words, because it's a lot. It's really a lot to cope with, but you are capable, you can do it. And this episode is going to be really, really short and sweet, but I'm just going to give you my top three things that I like to focus on whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed with a puppy or a dog, be that my own or with someone that I'm working with. So the first one If you're feeling unsure, and you are going to be feeling unsure a fair amount if you're bringing a new dog into your house. So if you're just like, I'm not sure whether to do it this way, that way, I don't really know how to cope with this situation. The one question that I ask myself is, what would be the kindest option here? What is going to cause my dog the least stress, the least amount of overwhelm for them, which in turn means less overwhelm for you because chances are the kinds of behaviours that dogs do when they're overwhelmed are usually things that we don't really like very much, things that stress us out. So if your puppy's not feeling overwhelmed, chances are you'll be feeling less overwhelmed too. That word's losing all meaning by this point. (laughs) So ask yourself, what would be the kindest thing here? And I'm going to give you an example. So especially with young dogs, lots of young dogs are a bit worried about going out for a walk. So we get really excited maybe we've been waiting for them to have their vaccinations or we've been holding off on taking them out and we finally get the go-ahead and we get the the harness on the lead on we're really excited we can take him for his first walk we step out of the front guard a front garden or front yard and our puppy says oh this is a bit of a scary world this is a little bit too much I don't actually want to go anywhere and maybe they lie down maybe they cower maybe they whimper they show us in some way that they're not feeling comfortable basically Now, this can feel quite disappointing because we were like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going on my first dog walk. Now, let me tell you this, by the time you've had a dog for 17 years, you may be less enamoured, enamoured, I should say, by a walk around the block. (laughs) Maybe some nice walks off lead will feel exciting, but a little walk that you're going to be doing with a tiny puppy, maybe not so much. But I know, I get that excitement, that initial excitement. And So we immediately go to problem solving, right, how do I get my puppy to enjoy going for a walk? How do I get my puppy to walk? When actually what we should think about instead is, why 
is my puppy not wanting to go? What are they worried about? Is there lots of traffic? Is there lots to look at, lots to smell? Chances are there's a yes to both of those things. How can I make it easier for them? Do I need to take them on a walk right now? Or would I be better served spending the next week or so at home, getting them used to different sounds, getting them used to different sights, different things in the house before I try and push that walk outside? The other thing to think about is harnesses and leads are very unnatural <laughs> to dogs that have never worn them before. Imagine that someone putting that over your head, for example. It's just weird. And we want to walk in a nice straight line down the pavement. Our puppies don't walk like that. Neither do adult dogs, unless you've asked them to walk like that. They like to zigzag, to sniff, to circle, to explore the world. And they do that differently than we do. So in that example, I would say, what's the kindest thing right now? Well, the kindest thing is maybe saying, should we just sit on the threshold and watch the world go by? Would that be comfortable for you? How about we sit in the entrance of the door and I give you a few little treats and we just watch? Maybe I could carry you if you like being carried. Maybe we could have a car ride and go and sit in the park no need to walk around maybe you need to spend a few more days in the house getting used to the family and the rest of your life before I overwhelm you with this trip outside so that's just one example there are thousands hundreds of thousands of others that we could talk about but always ask what is the kindest thing here and what's going to cause my puppy or my dog the least amount of stress Number two, I want you to think about consistency over rules. So I think the reason we want to jump in and set loads of rules for our puppy or our young dog is because we want to have a well-behaved adult dog. Of course we do. We all do. We all want that. We don't want a dog that is very, very stressed, very anxious, very loud, very disruptive. No one is usually looking for that kind of a dog. So we want to put rules in place because we think that that's what the dog needs. I would encourage you to think less about rules and more about consistency. So yes, there might be certain things you want to teach your dog. So for example, when I open the car door, you don't leap out because actually that's dangerous and I don't want you leaping into the road or running off or something like that. So I'm going to teach you that when I do open that car door, that you should wait or lie down or whatever it looks like. And then when I give you the go ahead, off you go, then you can come out or maybe I'm lifting you out, whatever. The thing is here is that we want to do that every single time because if you don't do it the one day because you're running a bit late and you're like, come on, just get out quickly, then that's confusing for that dog. They don't understand, oh, well, I was allowed to just jump out the other day and now you're telling me off because I tried to jump out. That's confusing. (laughs) So rather than giving rules to the dog, think about consistency for yourself. If you want them to be safe by not leaping out of the car, as in this example, then every single time you let them out of the car you need to follow that consistency for yourself another example of consistency though is consistency in your approach so consistency in your approach towards how you speak to your dog in a nice tone how you praise your dog so that when they do something right they're getting rewarded for doing that correctly all these things are really really important so when you're thinking about rules Give yourself some rules if you must, but think more about being consistent. That way your dog knows where they stand. They know that they can trust you, that you're going to behave in a predictable fashion. And that's what's important. And number three, the fact that you care, the fact that you care enough to be overwhelmed means that you are already doing a way better job than you think. People who don't care and think, oh, well, you know, it's just a dog, they'll bumble along, I'm sure they'll be fine. They don't get overwhelmed necessarily because 
they don't care. <laughs> um, maybe they get overwhelmed, overwhelmed down the line when things are much more difficult with that dog potentially. But if you're already thinking, oh my gosh, I've got so many things I want to teach them and I want to make sure that they are well socialized and I want to make sure they have everything they need and they trust me and they've got a connection with me and I teach them all these things and we have a wonderful life together. If they are your concerns, I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want a dog to grow up in a, in a way that's that's troublesome. If that's what you're worried about, then you're already onto a winner because you care enough to do something about it, to get support from people that can help you, to watch your dog, to learn them, to understand them. And if you're doing that, then you are already a fantastic pet parent. So don't give yourself such a hard time. (laughs) You're probably already doing way better than you think. So for me, it comes down to these three words, love, Can you love your dog unconditionally and show them that in a way that they appreciate? Protection, protect them from harm, both harm that they aren't aware of, like jumping out of the car door, and harm that they are aware of, your tone, the way you speak to them, the way you ask them to do things, that kind of thing. And lastly, family. Dogs are social animals. They like to be part of a social group. And we are that social group. So is your dog a part of your family? Are they involved in things where appropriate? Are they, have you taught them to be able to settle and to be calm so that they can be involved in family activities? So love, protection and family. They are the three most important things. Okay, I hope that's helpful. Take care. Just before you go, let me tell you about something really cool that's coming up very, very soon. And that is the Kino Conference, Kindness is Essential, Not Optional, the Dog Behaviour Conference. It's our second year running this event, and we've got over 25 world-class dog behaviour experts coming to share their knowledge, their expertise, and their dog behaviour advice with you, completely for free. So we are running it for two whole weeks and every single day you'll get access to two amazing interviews. They're super, super short so you can listen to them when you're driving, walking the dog or even cleaning. I'd love to see you there. So if you are interested, simply click the link in the show notes, which will take you right there and register you for free. The event starts from the 31st of January and runs for two weeks, but you can join us at any point. And if you're listening after the end of February 2022, You can also access the recorded conference via our website, pawsupdogs.com. So go ahead, go to the show notes, click the link to register and we'll see you there.